For the fourth year in a row, Dawn is partnering with iHeartRadio for Can't Cancel Pride, a campaign that has raised over $11 million for the LGBTQ plus community. Dawn continuously strives to celebrate visibility and inclusivity for all, and that means supporting amazing organizations like Centerlink, providing safe spaces where over 52,000 community members go each week to receive critical and life-saving services. Dawn is there for your home, or your home away from home. So visit can'tcancelpride.com to learn more. We make USAA insurance to help you save. Take advantage of discounts when you cover your home and your ride. Discover how we're helping members save at usaa.com slash bundle. Restrictions apply. Millions of despairing men, women, and little children. Victims of a system that makes men torture and imprison innocent people. You cannot shake hands with a clenched fist. Produced by a nuclear exchange would be carried by wind and water and soil and seed to the far corners of the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven. That's one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. We're not saying that planet Earth is coming to an end. We're saying that planet Earth is about to be refurbished, spaded under, and have another chance to serve as a garden for another civilization. Most of the people in here are just your reflections. They're your mistakes. 1776 will commence again if you try to take our firearms. One million of the planet's eight million species are threatened. You are what you repeatedly do. Therefore, excellence ought to be a habit, not an act. Your lives and the credibility of the United Nations is at stake. Epstein didn't kill himself. The reason this is such an interesting time is not only because we're on the threshold of the end of this civilization. They're trying to take you out with bullshit. The experience of the past two years has proven beyond doubt that no nation can appease the Nazis. To those who can hear me, I say, do not despair. The misery that is now upon us is but the passing of greed, the bitterness of men who fear the way of human progress. The hate of men will pass and dictators die. And the power they took from the people will return to the people. And so long as men die, liberty will never perish. In the language of the US Department of Defense, these are unidentified aerial phenomena. Roswell's a very interesting place with a lot of people that would like to know what's going on. Uh, there is very compelling evidence that we, uh, we may not be alone. This is the Garden of Doom. Welcome everyone into Garden of Doom. And today we are having a special show where we're going to be joined by two guests. One is with us now, one will join us when she pops on in. And our first time guest, but long time cyber friend, is B. Show Brian, who some of you, I hope some of you, hopefully a lot of you know from the Break the Apocalypse show. How you doing, Brian? I'm doing great, man. Thanks for having me on. No, it's great. And then uh, a returning guest who should be here any moment is C. The Superior, who you all know from the two vampire shows, the anime show, and I, I feel like she's been on another show as well. But so I've got B. Show Brian and C. The Superior, so I shall be A. The Merely Adequate, but I don't generally say my name anyway. So... We're going to talk today about conspiracies, which is something that this show obviously has danced around and jumped into rabbit holes and, and sometimes straight into the inner earth and into the firmament of the not quite flat earth, but almost frisbee shaped earth. Uh, and so we've definitely dealt with conspiracies, uh, conspiracies 
you know, we had a show about Mars and the moon to, you know, more to counter the, uh, the, those, uh, so to speak. But we never, you know, we never fully said this show is about conspiracy. And sometimes it was just accidental. Has show on the NWO, the whole thing, Cyber Satan. But B Show Brian is on a show called Break the Apocalypse, as I mentioned. And he's done, he's, he's got a history in podcasting and, and YouTube and, and stuff like that. And, he doesn't really get to talk about conspiracies that much on the air anymore, and he kind of wants to. So I said, you know, Double B, why, why don't you come on board and, you know, we can dive in. I mean, I feel safe talking about conspiracies with you. I don't always feel safe about, you know, I don't want to alienate, you know, half my audience over a conversation with, you know, because I have a lot of people who are d- devoutly believe what they believe, and, you know, that can get a little bit scary for the people who don't believe that, uh, and sometimes your host. Uh, so we show without further ado, I... Uh, you know, introduce yourself, say a little, a few words, and um, hopefully by then Chrissy will be here. I mean, see, uh, and uh, and and then we can jump into your agenda. Yeah, so I appreciate you know Jeff. You've been a, since day one. We started our podcast about three years ago. I can't believe it's been that long. And you were one of the first people to, to become a Patreon member and to interact with us, and we just really appreciate it. So I wanted to make sure I made time to to come on here. Sorry, I can't be on for the full show. I had a family thing going on after this uh, that I was not aware of until recently. But uh, I'd be glad to come back on and continue and talk about other stuff. Um, you know, and as far as conspiracy, I think I've mentioned on our show, Break the Apocalypse, before how for a, a little while, like I, I was listening to Alex Jones pretty regularly. And for a while, I was not hook, line, and sinker, but like a lot of stuff made sense. And a lot of it tied back to like political assassination plots and Bay of Pigs and Martin Luther King and Malcolm X, a lot of like real world stuff. And it was at a time when, like, the Gulf of Tonkin incident came out that it was, you know, a, a false flag operation. And I was a kid that grew up, like, I think it was 14 when 9-11 happened. Mm-hmm. So not only do you have, like, this exploding internet with all this information, which some of it could be true, some not, but it's presented in a really professional manner. Um, like, I, I watched, um, oh, God, Zeitgeist when I was in college and, I think there was loose change and Alex Jones was making documentaries and, and uh, someone, Joe, not Joe Russo, there's another one, um, 9-11 Freedom to Fascism. So like at this time when I'm young and I'm energetic and I'm trying to figure the world out, there's like all these people out there saying like, well, this is all prearranged and this is a, right. a prison and you know, this is all by the design of X and Y and here's Y and like weaving things through. And then eventually... I kind of got out of it after a while because as a kid, I was always even interested in like Bigfoot and Loch Ness Monster because you hear all these stories, right? Um, you know, the, the farther I would go into some of these things, people were, you get squirrely when you start pinning down the exact details. It's it's almost like if you've ever put in a patio where you, lay, you mark your area out, you lay down the stones, but there's all this empty space in between or even grouting a floor. You got to fill all those empty spaces with grout or with sand. Right. And I think that's what conspiracy theories, in some forms, there are conspiracies that are true. Sure. I think some people use conspiracy theories to fill in those gaps, and sometimes it makes sense, and sometimes it doesn't. So um, I got out of it for a little while just to get back to reality, especially when certain shit like Sandy Hook started happening. Right. Um, then, of course, I watched the QAnon documentary, um, Into the was it Into the Void? Or? I think it was Into the Storm. Into the Storm, that's right, which is a great documentary. But that's like how I felt. It's like, like it's hard to explain. Like I do believe that conspiracies are are out there. 
And I, I do believe there's some fact to some of this stuff that makes sense. But after a while, like, I just had to back away because some of it started getting outlandish. So. Right. No, I, you know, it's, well, first of all, most, any good conspiracy theory has kernels or larger pieces of truth to them. And because the world is imperfect and people are imperfect and people have six degrees of separation, I mean, all of a sudden we forget the, the, the six degrees to Kevin Bacon game. Um, when, yeah. when, when we're talking about real life events, it's like, oh, well, yeah, if you go here to there, you can tie this one to that uh, general from X country. Well, I mean, I can tie myself to pretty much anything uh, because, well, one, I've met Barack Obama, but also uh, my mother's best friend growing up no, knew everyone. Uh, Bill Clinton, Charles Schultz, uh, you know, Al Gore, Jesse Jackson, what, you, you know, whatever. So I, I can, you know, I could tie myself to anyone in, in four degrees, you know. So, you know, I, I could be tied to every conspiracy. That's why I stay inside and do nothing. Um, <laughs> you don't want to leave a trail. I don't want to leave a trail. That's right. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not as burly as you, but, uh, you know, I'm like midfoot, not Bigfoot. Um, but, yeah. By the way, I love Bigfoot. But, but yeah. And, and there, there have been conspiracies. There's things that have been, you know, objectively true. Tuskegee, objectively true. The, the Tulsa massacre, objectively true. Um, CIA having influence over controlling the drug cartels, objectively true. Uh, whether or not they introduce crack into some of the cities or not, I think that that's one decided to be objectively true also, or there's a large, it's like clear and convincing evidence of at least some plan in that. Now, if you watch the show Narcos or Study or whatever, you'd see that what the CIA did with, with the cartel traders is they, they gave up. They're like, we, we, we can't control us. We can't stop it, but we can at least make a deal with the, with the group that's going to treat it like a business and kill the least amount of people. And, you know, I guess in a greater geopolitical sense, you can justify it or understand it. I mean, especially since the CIA's role is not world peace it's it's to gather intelligence and i guess to mitigate the role of uh disinformation if you're the fbi doing that or the dea that's probably more problematic um but anyway there, there's there's enough out there uh to, to make it juicy i just think in the last like you said the explosion of the internet and information you know has has it's made it go from something that's fun and, you know, it's fun to think about. We, we faked the moon landing. But when you start getting to 9-11 was an inside job and like killed 3,000 Americans in the financial district, in the most important financial city in the world and caused, I don't know, $4 trillion worth of damage. Why would anyone want to do that? To, to, I mean, and just seeing the results of Afghanistan. To what end? <laughs> you know, what, what was the goal of the conspiracy? Failure after failure? Yeah, and some people will say there's a, a, a memo that was leaked where they wanted to go in five different Middle Eastern cities and, and do regime change war, and this was a justification. That's a hell of a justification. Yeah, and what, what those folks don't realize is that there are leaked memos and plans for everything. The, the, the Pentagon has entire departments saying, what happens if we invade this? What happens if we do this? What happens if this leader, you know, becomes the leader of Panama and we have to secure the Panama Canal? They have war games for everything. So things like this game leaked are not necessarily nefarious, but you know, the, you know, the audience that wants to consume it isn't interested in that unless it's someone like you that was young enough. Um, and as you got older, you 
you realize that the world was more complex. I mean, you're in the, I don't want to give away too much, but you are, you are in the financial world professionally. I am in the legal world professionally. It, it, it's hard as, as much things are interconnected. It's impossible to believe that there's that kind of aligning of self-interest that, that there's any small group that controls anything. Unless you're in like Putin, Russia or Xi China. Even there, I mean, we're seeing that it's not even so simple there with all the oligarchs, you know, jumping out of windows on vacation from hotels. But why am I talking when I have you? No, 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 that's a great, we brought up a couple of good points. And I think um, George Carlin had a good point on, I think it was real time with Bill Maher a long time ago. He said, you don't need a formal conspiracy when interests converge. Mm -hmm. And I think, I think people who live in a different who don't get to peek behind the curtain, they assume that everyone is so together that it's the tight, the complete package, and this is what we're going to do. And on this day, there's a script and a plot. And it's like, no, it's like, imagine, let's say you and I, let's say we crossed streams and, and got together with a bunch of different people in our fields. We may have conversations about what we'd like to do if we carry those plans out together and if we carry enough influence. We can influence markets, we can influence society, but that's not necessarily a formalized body of conspiratorial people. I'm not saying those don't exist. I'm just saying what I always fall back to is like the Occam's razor type of thing. It's like, what's more, what's the most uh, realistic explanation? Sure. And if you want to take it further than that, it's fine. And it's fun to do. And sometimes there's, sometimes there's proof of that. Like the October surprise that just came out recently that some elements of it were true. So it wasn't necessarily Reagan and it wasn't Reagan's cabinet. But as far as the article is concerned, I think it was someone who was looking for political favor with Reagan to help put the deal together. Back up now, and tell people so what the October surprises. Remember, we've got a, we've, you know, we're we're old, and I'm older than you, so <laughs> have to figure that the, you know, a good portion of the audience, a, is an American, and b, wasn't alive when Reagan was president. So there was a, an Iranian hostage crisis. Yeah. I don't remember who exactly the hostages were, but Iran had American hostages. And they were negotiating for their release. They, they were and the embassy was, staff and the people adjacent to the embassy staff in, in Tehran. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and to that point, they were trying to negotiate for their release. Right. And it happened right after, I think, when Reagan was elected president over, was it Carter? Yeah. Okay. Yep. So the conspiracy was that the Reagan administration arranged for the release to happen after the election because they knew if they weren't released on Carter's watch, he was less likely to be reelected. Right. And then that's what happened. It was like within five days or something of Reagan being elected, they were released. Now, if someone has, I don't know, a vested interest and wants to believe that it's true no matter what, and it was Reagan because they have an axe to grind, you can still draw the comparison and say, well, it was Reagan, Reagan's influence, so it all was true. Mm -hmm. it's, no, it's, I mean, the most likely scenario is this guy, and I think it was a Texas governor or congressman, um, he wanted influence. He knew he could help Reagan, and if he could help Reagan, then Reagan would scratch his back. Right. So he went and used his influence to help move chess pieces. This wasn't like this giant conspiratorial body moving pieces around the game board. So I think that's what it eventually comes down to, is there are some, some cases where it's more fantastical, and it's amazing when that happens. But like even we, we mentioned 9-11, like there are reports that they had received warnings that Built the planes flying into buildings could happen. When they built the the towers, they built them with that in mind of a Boeing 707, not a 747. Mm -hmm. So like, it was something that was thought of. And then when Condoleezza Rice comes out and says, 
who could envision that? It's like, well, there are briefings and memos saying, look out for this sort of thing. But at the same time, it's more likely to me a politician covering their tracks so they don't look somewhat uh, responsible in some way, more so than this is what was planned. So, like I said, to me, it always comes back to like Occam's razor and what's the most realistic explanation for those sort of things. So, yeah. And the thing with the, the October surprise was, um, I mean, like you said, there were, there were some elements in the back doing that. But, you know, one, the Iranians knew that it was unsustainable. Two, they definitely wanted, they didn't want to give Jimmy Carter the win because, you know, they didn't like him. But the proof was in the pudding when just a little bit later, Iran and uh, Iran and Iraq went into war. You would think that if there was a deal that the United States would have backed Iran. No, the United States very much backed Iraq. I know that's hard to conceive of now. Well, actually now it's not, but going back, you know, 20 to, you know, uh, five years ago, you know, for if you know, the 15 years in there, it would have been, un, you know, sort of unthinkable. Um, but the U.S. very much backed Iraq in the war, in, in that eight-year war. Um, so anyway, uh, let's move on to some of your favorite conspiracies, which I know that's, you know, it's a fun little word, but we're going to use it anyway. And what made you believe them and what made you unbelieve them? Wow, favorite conspiracies? It, it, that's a hard one. That's because that's, I, I put myself out of that world for so long. The, you, know what, you know what I kind of am on the fence on? Is this whole alien UAP UFO thing. Yes. Because it's been coming out so much and like the Pentagon is forced to like release information confirming some of this stuff and mm -hmm. it's fascinating. But at the same time, they're talking about appropriating more budget for the government defense, like the air defense and it's like, wait a minute, does this have something to do with that? It kind of lines up a little bit to me. Uh, let's take a break for a second because our, our yeah. other guests see the superiors here. Her mic is on mute. And she unmuted. See, welcome. Can you hear me? I can. Awesome. Yay. Okay. <laughs> Sorry I'm late. Um, there was an issue with my mic earlier and I just got to figure it out. So. But I'm happy to be here with you guys. Talk a little conspiracy. Yep. Well, thank, thank, thank you. Yep. Yeah, thank you. Well, first, uh, I was going to say C, meet B. B, meet C. Nice to meet you. So it, it works out fine because uh, B-Show has to leave uh, basically at 2 o'clock. And so we will then continue us with sort of your favorite conspiracies and things that you want to talk about. But uh, why, why don't you just briefly introduce yourself? I, I mentioned that you had been on at least three prior shows. I think it might be more, but I can only remember the two vampire shows and the anime show. Um, but yeah, welcome back and tell the folks who you are. Okay, very good. I'm going to ask Brian to continue with this, but see if you could raise your volume a little bit. It'd be great. Okay. And then, uh, Brian, as you were with the UAPs. So I'm, I'm on the fence trying to figure out if it's all legitimate, mostly, or if this is being done like to, to, to increase, you know, stoke fear so they can get more money for the defense budget. That's, I don't know, what do you, what do you think? Because... I don't know if we've ever if we've ever talked about this before. I believe in aliens and artificial intelligent life and, and things like that. I believe it's possible, but at the same time, um, 
it's just rather convenient that these things are converging. So I don't know. What do you think? Well, I don't think that there's ever been a question as to increasing the defense budget. It's about the one thing that almost everybody in government agrees. I mean, there's always going to be war and the technology is always going to cost more. So I don't think we need false pretenses for that. I don't think it's there's a direct line to it. I think that's more of an indirect. I mean, I know people say, oh, well, this happens and the, and the defense industry gets richer. This happens and big farmer gets, inter- gets richer. But no one ever says if you feel the wor- feed the world, the corporate farms will get richer. Well, guess what? They will. <laughs> I mean, if you, if you decide to feed the world, the corporate farmers are going to get uh, rich, rich as well. If you decide to house, house the world, construction companies are going to get richer. Energy companies are going to get richer because of air conditioning and heat. I mean, you know, every everything's going to cause somebody to get richer because, you know, the, the state does not own all the means of, of uh, the economy. Um I absolutely agree. I believe in aliens. And as a student of all sorts of mythologies, I, I, you either have to choose that you believe in a magical God and, and his or her agents or aliens. I believe Occam's razor that aliens are more likely. And so that, that's where I fall in. I think that all these stories from the entire world, it all, all start with the seven sisters and the Pleiades it is not a coincidence. And the, the thing that tells me it's not a coincidence that you, we haven't been able to see seven sisters for a hundred thousand years. We can only see six of them. Look at the Subaru uh, logo. Because Subaru means the seven sisters in Japanese, but there's only six stars there. Um, but there's seven in, in the eye of Taurus. Um, and so that to me is symbolic of where, things might be uh, from uh, that, that, that part of the star system. Then again, there's other people more practical tell me that, listen, all time is a construct. It's just to measure movement. And that's all astrology is. It's just to, it's just to measure movement so we can create time. And so people can figure out when to plant crops and harvest and when to follow their game or when to fish or harvest or this, that, and the other thing. Um, I also think that anything with lots of lights in the sky is not extraterrestrial. They don't need headlights. They, they, don't, they don't need running lights. They, 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 their technology is so beyond that, they're using infrared and a whole bunch of spectrum. So uh, I, you know, I don't think they need to mutilate cattle. I don't think there's any purpose in, in, in mutilation or desanguinization of, of cattle to, to show that you're alien. Um, so I think that it's exaggerated, uh, but I do think that they caught things on film and, and they needed to acknowledge them. I think most of those things are human technology, but not all. See? Me? When it comes to aliens? Sure. <laughs> I am a believer in aliens. I think that there, there's there's too much space for us to be the only ones, right? Um, but do I believe in little green men? Not so much. Do I believe that they have any interest in what we're doing down here? Not so much. Didn't you date a few little green men? Well, you know, possibly. Okay. <laughs> But, yeah, I, I don't think that um, if aliens exist, which, again, I, I believe that they do, I don't think that they are, have any interest in what we're doing down here. I don't think that we're even um, – anything that we're doing is nothing that they're concerned about. Um, yeah. So that's what I believe. It's sort of sad, isn't it? That, that Why would they be interested in us? We're making a mess out of everything. Yeah, just avoid us. If, if, if they know about us at all, because it could just be that we're so far, far apart 
that you know we don't know we don't know about them they don't know about us but if they do know about us i'm sure they're uninterested <laughs> one more thing about the defense industry and the defense budget is that for the fourth year in a row, Don is partnering with iHeartRadio for Can't Cancel Pride, a campaign that has raised over $11 million for the LGBTQ plus community. Don continuously strives to celebrate visibility and inclusivity for all, and that means supporting amazing organizations like Centerlink, providing safe spaces where over 52,000 community members go each week to receive critical and life-saving services. Don is there for your home, or your home away from home. So visit can'tcancelpride.com to learn more. Can you imagine being free again? You're free again. A songbird in a crystal sky. A dolphin in the Caribbean. A puppy exploring a big backyard. You escaped the handcuffs of the junk that held you captive. You escaped because you called 1-800-GOT-JUNK. We make junk disappear. All you have to do is point. Our clean and shiny trucks haul away your distractions. And leave your home sparkling with joy. Call 1-800-GOT-JUNK. Or visit 1-800-GOT-JUNK.com. The United States currency is the fiat currency of the world. And that is very important, not just to the United States, but to a lot of the world as well. And the way that traditionally, the way that you become the fiat currency is by being the most powerful military in the world. I mean, all international laws is really predicated on we're going to act nicely, but if not, somebody that's stronger than you is going to, is going to hurt you, uh, either economically, but ultimately with clubs, swords, or guns. And so that's part of it. We need to stay the fiat currency because this debt that, that nobody really cares about anymore, this national debt, the only reason nobody cares about it anymore is because we are the fiat currency. If all of a sudden we, you know, Finland was the fiat currency, all, all, all of a sudden we'd have creditors. Yeah. So anyway, Brian, back to you on the, on the UAPs. What are your thoughts? Um, I'm with you. I think if there's anything with lights in the sky, it's probably government craft or weather balloons or, or, or drones or something. I thought drones for a while. Like once drone technology became really you know, mainstream, I was like, okay, that makes sense. It, mm -hmm. it makes sense there. Um, like the crashed craft in Nevada and military bases, it almost seems more likely like the military is testing different things and we have things crashing from Alpha Centauri or whatever it's called. So. That's what it's called. I'm with you. Yeah, I, I don't think any alien ships have crashed here. I mean, I can't rule it out, but I don't think that they have. I, I agree with you that whatever happened to Roswell was either our military or maybe somebody else's. Yeah, and I mean, if you look at like eyewitness testimony, right? I was thinking about this earlier today. I had Jeff, you you're in the law field, right? Is eyewitness Allegedly. testimony the most reliable? What's that? Allegedly. Um, sorry, I didn't know how to blow your cover. Is, is it, is it the, uh, is it the most reliable? No, it, it's actually famously unreliable. Although, you know, you can't find me a prosecutor who doesn't want at least one. Right. And it's, it is necessary to tell the story, I'm sure. But like, I'll give you a great example, which is why like Bigfoot or alien encounters or abductions and stuff. Uh, I can't take witnesses view person or, uh, personally reliable is we had to put our cat down about two weeks ago. He was 17. He was sick. Had to put him down. Sure. Sorry Every about time that. I walk through my kitchen and I walk past the runner that he used to sit on, I, we have an air purifier that's right there. Every time I walk by out of the corner of my eye, I see him just because I'm so used to him sitting there. 
Right. So like when it comes to Bigfoot, which I think would be awesome if Bigfoot was was true, that'd be amazing mm-hmm. if they found you know another creature in the woods in the Pacific Northwest. Um, but is it more likely that it's upright walking grizzly bears? Probably in a very dense forest with limited visibility, and you plug in what it is. So I can easily hear a sound and think it's my cat scampering in a second before I realize it's not him. I think it's very easy to believe that those sightings are other things. Um, there was the, the Roswell, I'm trying to remember what it was, uh, Roswell of Brazil. I was talking about it on the show a couple of weeks ago. Oh, I had a whole show uh, on a, a guy from Brazil that went all through stuff in Brazil. I wish I could remember what it was, but the nice thing about having a show is that I have access to all my episodes so I don't need to remember, or that's what I tell myself. Right. It's not just that I'm becoming, you know, someone's great-grandmother. Mother. Father, whatever. Like, like my grandpa <laughs> used to collect all of his VHS tapes. Right. Why did I pick mother? But, that's um, strange. <laughs> that was a strange choice but, for me. Uh, Maybe I'm a late yeah, bloomer trans. I don't know. But to that point, like eyewitness testimony in Bigfoots or Loch Ness Monster or whatever, there's always something more realistic or, or whatever. So do I believe in higher intelligence? Do I believe in other creatures in the universe? I'd be ignorant to think that it was such a vast space and there was nothing else as seen the superior said. I read a book by a guy named Dan Bryson and I just stumbled upon it and it's a free credit and audible. And so by read, I mean, listen to anyway, he, he said, if you actually took, you know, how, when you're a kid, you have the model, the sun and the earth, you know, and all those stars and you can swing them around or whatever. He said, that's not to scale. That's just what you think is to scale. If you actually put a dot on a piece of paper and call that the sun in your, in your, you know, the furthest room to, let's just say the East in, in your apartment in New York city to get to where Pluto is, you'd have to line up pieces of paper for 10,000 city blocks before you got to where Pluto is uh, on scale. And just, just, with a, just like a pencil dot. Uh, and, and then after Pluto is this thing called the Oort cloud, which I went to uh, uh, like a presentation on post, uh, post-Neptunian space. And so I asked them, what's in the Oort cloud? They're like, we don't know. It's like, is it all comets? Probably, but we don't know. How big is it? We don't know. Uh, then I read somewhere that it might be 1.7 million light years, the Oort cloud. So, I mean, the fun, scientists can't even agree on where our atmosphere ends. You know, so uh, that's just to give you some ideas to the, the size and scope of space. So I think mathematically, it's, it's extremely unlikely that we're the only, unless, of course, you believe in God and we are God's special creatures. Then, then it makes it very easy to believe. Whoa, uh, God! Okay, that's it. That settles it. It's God, and we're God's special oh, creatures. Sorry, I, I had myself muted, but it didn't mute. Well, that was you. Oh, I, I thought it was God sending me a signal, sending telling me I got the right John answer. Carpenter with John Carpenter with the, the fog soundtrack. Well, well, God has good taste in music. He like God appreciates a good score. She, she, he, he, she, whatever. Like you know the Bigfoots and, and the Loch monsters, but I'm I'm those I'm not really much of a believer in, in those specific um, conspiracy theories. I think the Bigfoot guy uh, didn't he come forward? Like the guy who was actually in the suit in the video, he said he came forward and 
I think they, they tested the water, the lot of monster water. They didn't find anything odd, you know, otherworldly or unusual in the testing. But the stuff that I think is like really odd, this is where my later conspiracy theories comes out. <laughs> I believe in like the you know, the government conspiracy theories. I believe in those. Let's um, go. Get juicy. Some, some fishy stuff going on behind the scenes that we aren't made aware of, be it for, you know, national security or, or other reasons. And um, uh, being that, you know, I grew up in an area that was predominantly black and, and uh, Latino, there is an inherited mistrust of things that you hear from, you know, media and, and the government and things like that. And a lot of the things, like even with, even with COVID, I'm not sure if we can say that on, sure. on there. This is Garden of Doom. This is, this, is, this is a free... We're talking about conspiracies. You're allowed to talk about COVID. <laughs> okay, so even with COVID, there was this um, belief that, you know, it was um, either A, it was, you know, not real, you know, was it, even when it first came out, they were saying, oh, yeah, it's, it's, it's not, it's, it's, it's fake, right? Um, then after that, it became a thing of, oh, it's, um, they just made COVID so they can jab you with a vaccine to, you know, do X, Y, and Z. And I believe the, the, the biggest theory around the vaccine was that it was um, supposed to, what were people saying? I'm trying to remember what people were saying when it first came out. And it was either that it was supposed to, like, do something odd with your blood, like it was supposed to change some kind of DNA inside of you to either make you sicker or something like that. Or, or docile, I heard, too. Yeah. yeah uh-huh. And in the other one, people were like, oh, it's going to make you gay. There's always those people that say something like that. So it's like, um, I wasn't a believer in, you know, that, but um, when it, COVID first hit, I was one of those conspiracy theorists. I was like, okay, this is odd for me. Like, clearly, pandemics have happened before in our history, right? But, yeah, I, I'm, I'm ashamed to say almost that I was I was a, a very big believer in the COVID was, you know, it was fake conspiracy theory. But um, now that, you know, we're several years into it, um, and I don't, clearly it's not the case, but I think that there was that immediate disbelief of anything that we're hearing from media and the government and things like that. Those are the Yeah. And the interesting thing is, in hindsight, some of the things that the skeptics said turned out to be true, so they can still hang on to that. But, uh, you know, I just look at it sort of, uh, as Brian was talking about earlier, Occam's razor. I mean, I, I'm glad that the governments of the world overreacted to it. Um, now, maybe that's easy for me to say because I don't own a restaurant that was closed down. You know, my job was unaffected. Um, but my partner's jobs weren't unaffected. She lost all three of her jobs. Um, you know, and, and, and still, you know, uh, trying to find her way back to, to where she was. Luckily enough, she doesn't really need to, but it'd be nice. It, it, it'd be cool. Um, but it turns out masks really didn't do that much. No, I never saw a big deal of wearing a stupid mask. Who cares? I think I don't care. It was fun. I didn't have to smile at anyone. I could, I could, I didn't have to change my expression. I'm antisocial. That, 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 that's fine. And you could do fashion sense with whether you could do, I could have my little, you know, funny joker, you know, evil, evil smile mask. I could have my Louis Vuitton mask if, if I was going to a fancy place. I, you know, I could do whatever I wanted. It was, it was like wearing a tie. Um, but, you know, social distancing probably worked, but, you know, no one knew the vaccine was going to come out within a year and be effective. 
And then, of course, you get mutations like you always do with sicknesses. So they say, yeah, you didn't need the vaccine after all. You need a new one. And they're just trying to, you know, chip you or whatever. I, I, I know there's a lot of people say the government wants to control you. And they do, but not that way. I mean, governments want to control you, not so you're dependent on government, because the government needs money. And the only way the government makes money is through taxes and fees. And you need to, the, the, the populace needs to have money to pay taxes and fees. So the government absolutely wants to control you. They want us to basically behave ourselves. They want us to pay our taxes. And they want us to buy tons and tons of shit that we don't need. So I, where, where does a free vaccine fit into that? You know, it didn't. Um, and if it was just the U.S. that reacted one way and the rest of the world was like, what's wrong with you jabronis? You know, th that gave me pause. But at the end of the day, I, you know, I get a flu shot every year. I, I, you know, I got a shingle shot because I'm very, very aged. It's like taking a vaccine is like, you know, it, it's not a big deal to me. But I understand in the black community, you remember the Tuskegee Airmen. You, you, you remember being the the guinea pigs, and you know, frankly, so should I. Um, from from World War Two and and Stalin's Soviet Union, but we don't. And and probably the reason why we don't in my community is because. So many people in my community are academics and in the medical fields. And, and so, you know, we probably have more of a trust of the system. And also we, when I say we, I mean Jews, like the United States is sort of like our haven. I mean, you know, it, it, I mean, it's safer to be Jewish here than it is in Israel. Um, or maybe not anymore, but, it, but it was, it's like, you know, this, this is, this is, this is our, this is our Babylon when, when Babylon was our friend. Um, so, so enough about me in this. I have two guests talking about, but yeah, COVID's a cool one, uh, in a, not exactly, not in the traditional Fonzie cool sense of the word. Um, hey. Hey, yeah. that's, that's right. <laughs> For the four people listening that actually remember Fonzie. I know. And see, it's like, what's a Fonzie? I, I know Happy Days. I've heard of it before. Okay. <laughs> I, I thought that that's why she's good with me. Brian, but we're still in your segment. So what, what, what's a, what's another Remember, we're using fun, not in the like, you know, going to the amusement park kind of way, but interesting to talk about. Way. What's another fun one on your list? Uh, one that you just mentioned people working. This is one that I heard a while back from an Alex Jones documentary, I think. Um, no, it was a Aaron Russo documentary. And he said there's a theory that J.P. Morgan and the family helped fund the right for women to work because half the population of the United States was sitting at home not paying income taxes. Yeah. I don't know if there's any truth to that, but based on what Stephen Superior and you were just talking about with what makes sense financially for the system, that, that actually makes a little bit of sense there. So It does. I don't know what you guys think. It, well, it's progressive and conspiratorial all at the same time. Listen, ten, around 10,000 years ago, women ruled most of, of the, the, the matters of tribes and, and people. And, you know, I don't know if things were better before or not, but they, they, but they certainly were pretty shitty since. <laughs> so... <laughs> I can believe it. I can believe it. Because didn't um, J.P. Morgan, didn't he have like some kind of, um, him and the government were like really close, right? Didn't, didn't they come to him for funds? For yeah. He, he bailed the government out of more than one default situation. Yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised given that they have like a little, a little history going on there. So well, that's interesting. And then. And Chase Bank is now, what is it, the largest bank in the United States because they just took over those other assets recently? Yeah, they, they, didn't they buy Sovereign it's a Bank? JP Morgan Company. 
That's right. And, and really that whole too big to fail thing. Uh, but when you live through it, you can see, you know, you could look at it that as a conspiracy. You could also look at it as, thank goodness someone stepped in and stopped, you know, what, what people were afraid was going to be a domino effect of, of, you know, regional banks failing, especially the ones who are taking high risks. Cause you, I mean, you need that high risk funding for, you know, things like people building robotics and, you know, you're not always going to have Bezos's and, and Musk's say what you want about them that can, self-fund these these kinds of operations or they all need to self-fund it because their their credit is so good um you know to 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 do space exploration which of course will lead to the british east india company and the hudson bay company again which is all sorts of terribleness in in and of itself but but such is the patterns of the world i mean right now we're living through the conspiracy but the 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 your Occam's razor, I call it the conspiracy of laziness, because if you if you look at things and think complex, or what's the laziest simple answer? Laziest simple answer is, is usually nine. But then the conspiracy theorists will say that's what they want you to believe. Mm-hmm. So tell me what where where am I wrong? What who who wants me to believe this? Who who is this they? I've seen silence. That's a, that's the thing I don't get with like flat Earth. It's like, what's the point of it all? Oh, they just don't want us to know the truth, man. It's like, okay, but well, what's the point of that? What, like, what what's the end result of that? And if you believe that, fine. But like, that's what I'm saying. It's like, explain to me what the end result of that is. It's a good question. I, I don't get it. I've invited quite a few flat earthers on the show, and not only have they not bothered to say no, they haven't bothered to say anything. Or they said, I, I don't feel like I'm the right one to talk about. I'll try to get you a guest, and they're gone. About the flat earth, the flat earth movement, or what they believe, I, I do know a little bit um, that they think that, of course, the earth is flat, and that there's like a, a wall where you know where where the end of it is, and that's where all of the, the science experiments are supposed to go on, or something like that. Mm-hmm. So maybe maybe the uh, the point of it is to keep us, you know, out of the loop as far as what they're doing beyond <laughs> beyond the wall of, of Antarctica or whatever it is that's supposed to be the end. The, the edge of our flat earth. Yeah, but I agree with Brian. What is what what is the end game of uh, being flat? It's a flat earth. So what? So what the, are, are you just trying to tell us that astrology is made up? Because most people don't believe in horoscopes anyway. I mean, what what, what what's the difference? I mean, are, unless you're trying to tell us that, that we built the flat earth and and that you know there's somebody outside looking in. Now, I have had guess on who believe in sort of more of an oblong earth that is in an enclosed system and that the entirety of the space program is fake and then something called the firmament but that ties into believing that there is a, a god that created our world and it is our world this is ours and and so but i don't but i don't know what all the fakeness would be trying to fake us otherwise because what well they would say they're trying to turn you away from god but if they turn you away from God, I, then what? I mean, it's, you know, there's more people, at least in the U.S., who identify as atheists or non, non-denominational than the otherwise. I mean, is that because of the space program? I, 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 don't, I don't see the, the correlation, but I don't know. I, I, damn you, Buzz Aldrin, damn you. Right, and people say Buzz Aldrin said we never landed on the moon. I don't remember ever hearing Buzz Aldrin say that, but I have seen Buzz Aldrin many times over like 40 years talk about being on the moon. So, 
you know, maybe you said something once sarcastically or, or drunkenly or whatever, and you hang on to that. I don't know. There was a video um, of him when he was older, um, and I think what he said it was something along the lines, oh, we never did that. But the way he, he said it, it could be taken as, you know, it, I feel like a lot of people took it out of context. It was, it was um, I wish I could find the video again. I saw it on Instagram, like, maybe a couple years ago. And everyone in the comments like, yeah, yeah, see, he said it, he said it, you know, he said it's fake. <laughs> but right. he didn't say the words that, you know, we never landed on on the moon. None of that actually came out of his mouth. It, it was something that he said, though, that if you want to hear it interpreted as him saying he never landed on the moon, you could. Mm -hmm. But given everything else they've said, it didn't make sense to me, but I, I would have to find it. Again. And that's the only one I can remember the strange thing these days a lot of people who sort of fit into the same sort of moon landing denier question everything um flat earth world their favorite person is elon musk and and mm -hmm. like all elon musk is really trying to do is is build a base on the moon so that he could launch rockets off of the moon to mars i mean so you love elon musk and and you know all of his i guess domestic ideologies but you're like, yeah, he's just being silly here. That's a diversion. He, he's spending billions. Like, yeah, go ahead. Sorry, I didn't cut you off. No, well, you're the guest. I, I think I said this on Breaking Apocalypse a few weeks, uh, weeks back. But, like, I feel like Bezos and Musk, I didn't mention Bezos, just Musk. Like, they come off like Bond villains to me. Like, <laughs> if you watch the movie, the, the, the movie Moonraker from, mm -hmm. like, 1977 or 78, it's like Drax, Hugo Drax is this rich guy. Uh, from like a South, I think it might be a South African country, or maybe it's mid-Europe, I'm not sure, I'm fuzzy the details, but like has all these businesses, works in industry, he's like this prodigy, and he also wants to do space exploration, but it's really in the name of eugenics and restarting the population. Of course. Then you see all this weird, crazy shit that, that correlates between these guys who want to fly these rockets to space. And like I just get Hugo Drax vibes from, from Elon Musk, so... It's really strange. And the other thing, too, is the same people that would complain about chips. I just saw this on, someone brought this up on social media. I won't play it. It's mine. But people that claim that the government wants to chip us are probably excited about the Neuralink chip getting clinical trials approved. Right. How does that compute? It doesn't. And, and how are they all complaining about this on social media, which is, I mean, it's all, <laughs> I mean, We've already given all of our information to the government. By the way, if you're paying taxes, this government already knows it. Now we're busy giving away our information to the Chinese government through TikTok. I mean, it, if you're concerned about privacy, great. But what you need is a time machine. There, there, there's there's no there's no point in your you've you've lost your battle uh, unless you want to you know go completely off the grid. And you know, I I had a guest on who is who's one of the top 10, and I didn't make this up, I, I saw it, it's one of the top 10 whistleblowers about the New World Order. Where did I interview him? Here, on Zoom. Where do I know him from? The internet and places like that. So I actually asked him, I said, well, how do you justify doing what you're doing? You're saying this is evil, This this that Satan is in, in the technology. I mean, literally, not in a figurative matter, but you could take it either way, but his was literal. Um, he's like, well, you know, it's worth getting the message out, but I said, well, what's your answer? He's like, well, you have to get rid of technology. You have to pray a lot and you have to live in the country in a similar, in a simpler life. So, you know, basically going back to, you know, I, I don't know, pick a, like at least little house on the prairie type of simpler life. But I, I'm not sure that he doesn't mean like, you know, wigwams on the prairie, you know, the, the horse, the wagon and the wheel, uh, you know, type of life. 
So, you know, and, you know, I, I could see someone on the other side of the spectrum, like a true, a pure environment mentalist, believing in exactly the same thing. And it's been a very interesting thing to me who I was born in 1968. So I very much remember hippies and question everything that that was, that was a hippie thing. Question authority. That was a hippie thing. That was a young sort of progressive urban thing and you know and the people in the country didn't want to hear it now the, now the people more rural are like question everything also and everyone's questioning everything and nobody believes anything <laughs> so so how do you so how do you find your truth i guess you find the most charismatic person that you like and you for the fourth year in a row don is partnering with iHeartRadio for can't cancel pride a campaign that has raised over 11 million dollars for the lgbtq plus community don continuously strives to celebrate visibility and inclusivity for all and that means supporting amazing organizations like centerlink providing safe spaces where over 52,000 community members go each week to receive critical and life-saving services don is there for your home or your home away from home so visit can'tcancelpride.com to learn more can you imagine being free again? You're free again. A songbird in a crystal sky. A dolphin in the Caribbean. A puppy exploring a big backyard. You escaped the handcuffs of the junk that held you captive. You escaped because you called 1-800-GOT-JUNK. We make junk disappear. All you have to do is point. Just aim your finger and we do the rest. It's like watching a magic show. Grab a lawn chair and watch it happen. 1-800-GOT-JUNK is a wonder to behold. Call your friends. They'll want to see it, too. You point at junk, and it disappears. Put on your wings and fly. Invite us to your house. We'll only be there a few minutes. You're going to be so happy you did this. Any home or apartment, workplace, or job site. We're industrial strength magicians. All you have to do is point. Call 1-800-GOT-JUNK. Or visit 1-800-GOT-JUNK.com. Absorb their truth. Um, and unfortunately, I'm not that charismatic, so I don't have this huge following. But, uh, you know, I, I don't know what the answer to this is because I don't know who you should believe either. And I don't know that anybody should believe any one person. I think most people should try to source their information from at least six or seven different sources with six or seven different opinions and then, you know, find the Venn diagram and then find what, you know, what they can live with as opposed to find objective truths. But, you know, I think, you know, some people, you know, they go into that Fox bubble or that NPR bubble or even more extreme, the, you know, the Alex Jones bubble, uh, you know, whatever it is, but you guys speak. I'm, this is, this should not be a monologue. mistrust and a lot of you know that that hippie mindset of you know don't trust anything question everything um it happened because there was so much information that was coming out from you know what happened in the 40s and 50s and stuff, all stuff and that vietnam became, yeah exactly all the stuff that kind of became i guess declassified and you know, just more aware and now that you know we're in the digital age stuff just it's just known quicker <laughs> so there isn't like you know that that era of, of, of innocence where you are just not aware um, as, you know, uh, the masses aren't aware. Um, it's the internet that is enabling us to um, empower ourselves with knowledge and sometimes that can be, um, it's a double-edged sword because you, you get information from sources that maybe aren't as reliable and then you, you can become um, engulfed in that mindset of, okay, well, this, they said it's like this, and this is how it has to be. This is, you know, this is what I believe, what they believe. It's, 
it's 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 really it's an interesting place to be because yes, you get all of the information, but yes, there's there's still this mistrust because the sources aren't really you gotta check your sources. I guess it's it's, it's, it's a lot of information out there, and not everyone has the intent to spread knowledge. They more the intent of spreading you know false fake news. <laughs> so. I think there's a lot of that going on, and that just feeds into people who naturally have like this 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 spirit of of mistrust of certain situations or mistrust of certain theory, um, and that creates even more conspiracy theories and more people like that. Right. Well, you mentioned that you know you're from the black community, um, and the black community has plenty of reason to be mistrustful. I mean, we don't need to go through the entire list, but one of the more recent ones was crack in the cities that the, the, there was government assistance with that i mean and you know you're younger than me you're probably younger than than b also um but i'm sure that that's something that you grew up hearing about yeah i've i've, I've heard about it and, and it's always been like something that's known to me that you know crack was put into certain communities um, by the government and also like you know different experiments of course which went to Tuskegee or an experiment there would be um the radiation experiment done to um, those black kids in, I want to say, it was Minnesota or... Um, Alabama. Was it Alabama? Okay. So it was like all of these things that you were made aware of when you were younger. So you do have this mistrust of, you know, what, what we're being told versus what it actually is. So that's why I think I have like a little bit of a conspiracy theory. I mean, there are some things I believe, some things I don't. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely a lot of information that you have to take with a grain of salt. Um, yeah. And now you could see, you can predict that what's going to happen is that, so, you know, you have the aggrieved white worker now, you know, in middle America that, you know, and then there's the opiate epidemic, fentanyl, et cetera. And, you know, at some point, I'm sure they're going to say this, this the, the government's doing, maybe they already are. Maybe there's already people saying the government is doing that to keep us down. Maybe that, that, that they don't want us to work. They want the liberal coastal, you know, elites. They want the rainbow coalition to, to, you know, take over the, the, the country. And, and, you know, may, maybe it's already there. I don't know. Brian, as our, as our Midwestern representative and correspondent, is there anything to that? Is that floating around out there? I mean, I'm sure maybe it's out there. I haven't heard any of it. The, I don't know, I just, I think, man, you threw me for a loop with that question. I'm trying to think if I've heard anyone say that. Not really. It, it's just more of a sense, I see more like, flags or people talking about sleepy Joe Biden. I'll see a, like a bumper sticker that still says, let's go Brandon. It's like, come on. It's been like a year. Let's let's get something else if you're going to do that. Right. But I think in a world where there's not always answers as humans, we crave finality. And as you mentioned, we're looking for a leader and there's far too many people right now. And I mean that from like a, um, like a tribal standpoint, we're all looking for the shaman to lead us, or we're looking for the leader of the tribe, or the alpha, alpha whatever temple you want to use for that. We're looking for guidance in a lot of ways. There's too many people now who are looking to sow or spread uh, influence more so than in, in, than truth, as see the superior was, was alluding to. So it's a dangerous time. And then with the internet, we've got all this other stuff floating out there. So. I just, I don't know what the answer is. I don't even know if there is an answer. And I think that's the hardest thing for people to grapple with, whether it's where we come from. What do we do about uh, starvation? What do we do about these conspiracies? How do you trust a government time after time who is radiated, injected, tested on, 
put people in you know, dangerous situations when they're also responsible for, you know, ultimately helping you take care of these things or, or help provide for your, not provide for your well-being, but to be your ally in that. They're the system of authority. It's almost like a bad, like a toxic parent relationship where like, yeah, mom and dad are kind of helping you pay your bills so you get on your feet, but at the same time, they've been undermining your life ever since you were a kid. So how do you, how do you disconnect from that relationship when you, maybe you don't have another parent to go to? What are you going to do? You're going to move in with your friends? Right. Maybe that's not a great situation. I don't know. Because all these people that said they were going to move to Canada about five or six years ago, did they? Probably not. Because they realized that maybe staying with this parent for now is better than moving in with my neighbor. I don't know. And, and also Canada said no. I mean, you know, you talk, say what you want about the United States immigration system. Canada's harder. It's harder to to become, to move to Canada than it is to move here. Um, so, you know, I mean, I'm sure that Barbara Streisand could find a way, but, you know, most people would have, would find more difficulty. Yeah. Um, all right. So I, but somewhere in there, what, what you're talking about is what I really think is the base of almost every conspiracy theory is insecurity, whatever it is, whether it's how, how do I provide for a life for myself and or my family, take, you know, a, a vacation or two per year, manage to save for my retirement and, you know, basically not want for anything, but, you know, not live luxurious, but be able to live. And in that is insecurity and the need for control. And I actually think that there's a comfort in being able to blame a they or them, whoever they or them is. As comforting it is to believe in a, in a God, that God has a plan and all that. I think it is, it's, God's plan doesn't seem to have all the answers for us. God's plan sometimes doesn't make sense for all of us. Bad things happen to good people. Part of God's plan, no matter how devout you are, some part of you, I mean, there was only one Job, right? I mean, you know, the, you know, the, a, a saint. And in the end, he got another family and then his riches were doubled. I mean, nobody here can really say that. Uh, ask Mike Lindell. Um, never mind, probably a bad example. Um, but I, I think that believing that, that someone else is the one that's responsible for everything and that this group, whatever this group, you hate them, the bankers, the, the Jews, the, the big pharma, the defense industrial complex, uh, you know, aliens, whatever. whatever. I, th I think that sort of makes it easier to channel your hate and anger so that it's directed at someone else other than you and your six degrees of separation. Because, we, I mean, there's not one of us here that hasn't failed themselves in s some significant way at times. God, Lord knows I have. Is because, um, like I said, I too am a conspiracy theorist on occasion. Um, but there are a lot of conspiracy theories that seem to devolve themselves into like a hate. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't know why there's that, that connection. Like, I, I know that there was this guy, I forget his name, but he had this theory about how every, every there was only like four days in in the week or something like that he had to say that we have less days than what we think we do and um when you like start to listen to what he said he started blaming everything about, uh, as, as far as why we we were made unaware to the fact that our days are, are shorter than what we believe they are and um a lot of it was you know anti-semitic a lot of it was you know uh just all of this 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 weird energy that you would think like what does this have to do with anything <laughs> so I, I i think it's it's 
it's it's like yeah there are a lot of conspiracy theories but there are those those few that are just just crazy sometimes until they're not crazy and listen i don't believe obviously i i you know i can explain away a lot of things or i can try and i don't believe in a lot of conspiracies except for the ones that i absolutely believe in and right. and i think i'm reasonable you know, but someone else might not think I'm reasonable. We all think we're reasonable. Nobody looks at themselves in the mirror and says, I'm a nut job. <laughs> you know? So tell us, tell us what, what are some theories that you believe are true? I absolutely believe in aliens. Okay. I believe that there has been alien visitation. I, I, I believe that there was some sort of experimentation with, with, with creatures and man by aliens at some point, only because it's in every single type of mythology that, that it's out there in every religious belief, everyone. Whether you're a monotheist or a pagan, by the way, I'm not going to get into the fact that there is no such thing as a monotheist. There ain't no monotheists out there, but we can skip that for the moment. Um, but yeah, I, you know, I actually, you know, I, I think that that's there. Now, whether or not they're still observing or whatever, maybe, whether or not they really have a vested interest in us, I don't know, maybe they're just waiting us out to take the resources or, or watching like a TV show. I, I, I don't know, but I absolutely believe in aliens. That's, that's, that is one. That's probably a low-hanging one, but that's something I've always believed in. I believe that there is there is archaeology that we're going to find, unfortunately, at some point in the Antarctica, hopefully through technology and not through meltage, because if there is that kind of meltage, there's going to be no we. I mean, you know, unless you live in a submarine. Um, but I, I, I absolutely believe that there's archaeology of human or human-like uh things in, in in Antarctica. So what about the theory that aliens um, came in the AZ and this is like some of our uh, wonders of the world, like they built the pyramids and, and, and things like that. Where do you all stand with that? I'm skeptical, but I don't rule it out. Let's just leave it at I, I, I think that when you have so many things all over the world, yeah, it's easy to say that somebody helped you to do it. It also could be that maybe it just wasn't really as hard as you think to figure out. For the fourth year in a row, Don is partnering with iHeartRadio for Can't Cancel Pride, a campaign that has raised over $11 million for the LGBTQ plus community. Don continuously strives to celebrate visibility and inclusivity for all, and that means supporting amazing organizations like Centerlink, providing safe spaces where over 52,000 community members go each week to receive critical and life-saving services. Don is there for your home, or your home away from home. So visit can'tcancelpride.com to learn more. I would like to get an architect on to, to talk about, like, because people are saying, we can't build the pyramids now. And I'd like to talk to an architect because usually when I hear them, they say, yes, we can. Like, you know, I, I hear this, science, this former NASA whistleblower scientist, John Brandenburg, all the time talking about their Xenon-129 on Mars in, in, in ratios that, that can only mean that there was a nuclear war there. And then I talk to scientists like, there's no more Xenon 129 on Mars than there is anyplace else. It's entirely, it's entirely consistent with, with that type of atmosphere. It's, you know, Mary, the Virgin Mary burned into the piece of toast. Oh, it's yeah, like, yeah. there, oh, there, it's Mary, there it is. It's like, oh, it's burn marks. You see it. I guess it's there, but is right. it there? I don't yeah, your version of Mary also, because do we actually know what Mary looks like? You, you, Brian, you, you'll appreciate it. See, you would also, because both of you are sort of wrestling adjacent. Um, you know, they, they did those reconstructions of Moses and, and Jesus, I think, and like one looked like Hulk Hogan and one looked like Andre the Giant, and apparently those weren't spoofs, but they have to be, right? Uh, yeah. I haven't seen them, but the way you describe them, uh, yeah, the mess. 
I just imagine like the the Pharaoh smacking uh, young Moses with a whip and him just I'm coming back, brother, and <laughs> port the Red Seas, dude, and now everyone's going through. I don't know. Um, I will not let you people wor- go. That doesn't work for me, brother. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> he, he had creative control over the, the arrangement. That's right. Oh my god. Yeah, no, it's it's so bizarre. Like, I don't know. I would have lost words on that too. But you know, going back to your your point about following people earlier, you always come to a point, and you find this with with cults. And we were talking about this before Steve jumped on. Actually, before we even started recording, is like I would listen to Alex Jones. And he'd be like, there's five different families, and they're around the world. And they're going to get all the banks together, they're going to get a chip in, they're going to turn off your chip, and then you can't have any money. And it's like, wow, that sounds scary. Tell me more. And he's like, yeah, it's Smithstein and Goldstein and Rothstein and Bright. It's like, this is getting a little dangerous, and you got to pull back. You know? So it's like, there's there's always some common thread to all of these. There's people in control of my life type of thing. And the farther you get, it's like, okay, that this doesn't sound like what I signed up for. Unfortunately, there's a lot of people that don't have that coaching or that mental clarity, and they go, "Well, of course this makes perfect sense because here's the solution." And it's like, I'm going to exit like Homer into the bush. Like I'm, I'm out. I'm done. Right. Let me let me ruin most conspiracies for most people out there in some way, shape, or form. Because a lot of the conspiracies, not all, but at least the ones that are based on some type of evangelical biblical belief, whether it's uh, Judaic. Christian or Islamic, but but most of them end with with some type of um, there being uh, revelations, and it's probably more for for Christian than anything else. But at at the end of the the Great War, it, it's more like Ragnarok. It's not like everyone gets saved. The people who get saved go to heaven. You still die, but the the, the people who survive, e- even in in Revelations, is one hundred and forty four thousand witnesses. That's 144,000 people. That may have been a lot when you were writing this, you know, 3,300 years ago in, in Babylon or Canaan or the Sinai or wherever it, it was actually written. Or maybe it felt like a lot of people then, because, you know, but it's not a lot now. So if that's literally correct, if the Bible is the literal word of God, that's 144,000 people. Now, I have spoken to people who said, no, that's, that's just going to be the 144,000 people who are in charge. Okay, so we are afraid of the elites only to create more elites, which happens to be a multiple of 12, which happens to be the 12 tribes of Israel. So even your, your, your answer there, there can be a Judaic conspiracy to it, which, you know, being Jewish, I hope that part is true. So at least maybe I, 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 in the ruling class, I can assure you I'm in no ruling class right now. Um, uh, but, uh, I don't know, but that, that, that sort of, that's a sort of a cold dash of water on, on, you know, some folks, because you're going from one set of elites to another set of elites. Anyway, Brian, I know that you had a, almost like a hard stop at two, and it's five after two. So uh, lost last thoughts from you and promote where people can find you. Um, I would say take any conspiracy with equal parts curiosity and skepticism. Keep Occam's razor, I almost said working, Occam's razor in mind. You know, sometimes the most simple answer could be it. And the second someone starts tagging names that end with Steen on the end of conspiracies, you might want to step aside and kind of look at things because it's a lot more complicated than that. Except Frankenstein. Uh, yeah, Frankenstein. <laughs> fuck that guy. Yeah. Sorry, screw that guy. You might have to edit some stuff out of, out of this episode. You, you can curse. It's fine. Uh, 
Okay. I tried to I tried to mind my manners, but um, yeah, you can find me on Break the Apocalypse uh, at Break the App on all social medias. We talk about uh, we're getting more to the entertainment, pop culture type of stuff, but we still go over funny, crazy stories that happen from time to time. So check us out there. Um, I'm also on YouTube at B Show Brian. I talk about horror movies and other nerdy pop culture stuff. So uh, nice to meet you, see the Superior. Hopefully, we talk again sometime. Jeff, thank you very much for your support on Break the Apocalypse. You've been down since day one, and I think you and I have been interacting somewhat since the wrestling suit days meeting in the chat room. So yep. um, thank, thank you very much. My pleasure to be here. Hopefully, I can do it again sometime soon. Yeah, we'd love to continue with you. All right, thank you, Brian. And, and now, see, just like the Superior is, you're going to be a soloist. All right. <laughs> let's, let's dive in. What do you got for us? So um, I did have one um, theory that I thought was really interesting, and I haven't heard much and I, I took a couple notes about it, so if you indulge me. I will. Uh, I'll give you a little bit a little bit of geek. So now, apparently, way back when, you know, Queen Elizabeth, there was this theory, and it's called the, the Brimson Boy theory, mm-hmm. right? And it was popularized by uh, someone mentioned in the episode that we were talking about before, which was vampires. Bram Stoker, of all people, he popularized this theory, um, even though he didn't, you know, create it, but he made it more well known. And it was pretty much that Queen Elizabeth was switched, um, and and uh, from a uh, she was switched from a girl to a boy from this village called uh, it's called the uh, Bryceley Boy Village. And uh, long story short. Um, uh, Bram Stoker uh, discovered in the village, um, Bryceley, every year that they would dress up a boy in Elizabethan uh, clothes and deem him the May Queen, right? And this is a, a celebration that they do every year. And <laughs> um, the celebration of the Bryceley boy being the true queen of Queen of England, um, they do this because they believe uh, Queen Elizabeth uh, was switched out with the village boy when King Henry VIII came to retrieve her um, after sending her to this village to protect her from the plague. Um, That was the whole reason for sending her away to this small village. Um, But apparently it it didn't work. It was unsuccessful because the little baby queen, Elizabeth, she caught the plague and died from it. And her governess, um, her name was uh, Kate Ashley. She was so scared because everyone knows uh, Henry VIII, notorious for killing people off, right? All of his, mm-hmm. most of his wives. Right. So wives especially. Frenzy, yeah. In a frenzy, she searched the village for a young girl who resembled, uh, resembled Elizabeth. Couldn't find anyone. But she found a boy. And it was, um, you know, she dressed him up and passed him off as Elizabeth. <laughs> and he lived the rest of his days as Queen Elizabeth, according to this theory. And um, it's really oddly popular, apparently more than, you know, this is something that people believe. And it was made worse at the time because um, of her status as the Virgin Queen. You know, she never married, she never had kids. Um, And she would um, often be heard saying that she's more of a king than a queen. Mm. And that just kind of fed into the theory that, oh, this is a guy, right? right. So, it's like Buzz Aldrin yeah. saying we never did that. And someone saying, we didn't do any of that. <laughs> exactly. Not just we so, didn't throw a football back and forth. So I just thought that was really interesting. And also, like, hundreds of years later, like, 
there was apparently this clergyman who discovered um, a coffin of a young girl in, you know, Tudor or fine Tudor clothing, and, and the theory was that this was real Elizabeth. Sure. And but of course, with many theories, there isn't like any testing done on the, on this this coffin girl. Like I'm sure, but we should be able to do some DNA testing or anything. But as far as I was aware, from what I, I, I looked into, they never did that. So of course not. Really interesting. Exactly. Of course not. Because they wouldn't let them. Uh, yes. The man. Right. Or the woman. Yeah, yeah uh-huh. Allegedly. <laughs> exactly right. So, yeah, and, and I I can understand, actually, why that won't be popularized, because, you know, back, back then there were other families who had claims to the throne. However thin they would be, they probably believed them very strongly there, and, and I bet some of the people who were... Who believed there were nobility that were you know i don't know the i don't know which families were i don't know the the windsors versus the tudors versus the Habsburgs versus this you know i don't know who were friends who were foes when they were all friends or foes but i i'm sure that there were you know like mary queen of scots you know that i'm sure that there were families who had you know relatives who were you know nobility minor or major in England, but were on the losing side of that, but still had holdings and followers and tenants and vassals and whatever. And, and they probably would be very supportive of that. And if you could get that over with the masses, well, you're, you're, you're back on the, on the throne. And as we've recently learned, that's a pretty good gig. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's, it's something that that's believed by a lot of people. And, and um, yeah, and they, they, it's it's just really interesting, and the fact that you know the Dracula authors involved, I was like, wow, this is <laughs> well, it, it goes deep. He, well, he too is he was a British noble. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's why he's in the know. Maybe we're we're fools for not believing. Yeah, or maybe he was in, maybe he was in the outside, you know, faction or factions, faction. So there was that theory. There was also um, one that I saw a video about on TikTok. TikTok is like a a, a a wealth of information. You can find so much on TikTok. I'm, I'm a fan of TikTok. I know it's, it's a lot of people are are not for it, um, but apparently, the, well, that's a conspiracy. See, that's a conspiracy. Yeah. I believe. I believe that that is Chinese spyware. Okay. See. See. I'm like. Okay. Everyone's spying on us either way, and so I'm like, mm-hmm. they want to see what I post. Can you imagine being free again? You're free again. A songbird in a crystal sky. A dolphin in the Caribbean. A puppy exploring a big backyard. You escaped the handcuffs of the junk that held you captive. You escaped because you called 1-800-GOT-JUNK. We make junk disappear. All you have to do is point. Just aim your finger and we do the rest. It's like watching a magic show. Grab a lawn chair and watch it happen. 1-800-GOT-JUNK is a wonder to behold. Call your friends. They'll want to see it too. You point at junk. And it disappears. Put on your wings and fly. Invite us to your house. We'll only be there a few minutes. You're going to be so happy you did this. Any home or apartment. Workplace or job site. We're industrial strength magicians. All you have to do is point. Call 1-800-GOT-JUNK. Or visit 1-800-GOT-JUNK.com. We made USAA insurance for veterans like James. When he found out how much USAA was helping members save, he said, It's time to switch. We'll help you find the right coverage at the right price. USAA. What you're made of, we're made for. Restrictions apply. 
uninteresting things. <laughs> Feel free. <laughs> but um, uh, this 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 theory about the megalodon not being extinct. Um, so for those who may not be aware, the megalodon is it's pretty much like a gigantic shark that was supposed to have gone extinct along with the dinosaurs. And um, but recently there's this resurgence of people who believe that megalodon still exists, and they cite um, a couple of different um, science, like and not so much experience, but trackings of, of, of great white sharks in in the oceans, because um, often great white sharks they pretty much travel where they want. They they're free range, mm -hmm. but they're in, in a specific area. When they track them, they're noted to not go deeper for whatever reason. They don't go deeper into the water for whatever reason. There's certain Bermuda triangles that they absorb, that they avoid at certain depths. Yes, and for whatever reason, the few that do, they lose track of them. The track is gone, mm -hmm. and it's um, the theory is that it's the megalodon that is in those deeper waters that is actually, you know, feeding on these great white sharks and stuff like that, and that's what's taking them out. Why not and, Godzilla? <laughs> I don't, you know what? Maybe maybe it's him, but I don't know. The Methodon thing, it was so interesting to me because I think actually there was a movie, um, I want to say it was probably like a B-list movie or, or Netflix called The Megalodon. And the thing is, it's, it's just enough of, of, of something that could be truthful that makes it like, okay, because Megalodons did exist at one point, right? Well, well, there was a movie called The Meg with Jason uh, Statham, you know, the transporter dude, and Fast and uh -huh. Furious, and there's a sequel. I mean, it's probably out now or coming out in the next couple months, uh, you know, with that. So, yeah, I mean, it's big enough that it's, no pun intended, big enough that it it's made its way into major movies. I also think in Deep Blue Sea there might have been a, a Megalodon in it. I'm not 100% not on that one, though. All I remember is that Samuel L. Jackson, who was much too big a star to get eaten that early in a movie. <laughs> See, this is, I, I know I mentioned earlier that I don't believe in, like, you know, so much of the woo ones, like the, the Bigfoots and stuff, but I can, I could see a place where Megalodon could maybe exist. I don't know if I'm being gullible, but I'm thinking, well, listen, you know, not, there's not so much unexplored in the ocean. Exactly. Like, right? Exactly. We, we know more, allegedly, about the moon than we do about the, the bottom of the ocean. Yeah. There could be a, 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 a place where possibly this megalodon has existed. Yeah, or maybe it's not megalodon. Maybe it's a different kind of, you know, one of those luminescent, you know, predators. Maybe they, they you know, can use electricity or whatever. They shock the great whites and they become the prey. Or like a, you know, a giant kraken, a kraken or whatever. And, and the, you know, the, the sharks would know what to avoid. I mean, it's not like they're not completely unthinking. They, they know where danger is and how to avoid danger, I think, I guess. I don't know. I don't really know. Um, it's funny because I, I, I have a fascination with octopus. And I, I had a guest on a few weeks ago, Robert Temple, Professor Robert Temple. And uh, he mentioned that, that he absolutely believes that somewhere in the universe there is their sentient life that, that uh, you know, like beyond like a dog sentient, like, you know, human beyond human that are, you know, cephalopods and they're uh, octopus in nature. And he's agreed to come back on and, and discuss that a little bit further. We haven't scheduled it yet, but I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. I tried to get a marine biologist on, but I mean, I can't get real science, not real science. I mean, I've had archaeologists on and anthropologists, but I can't like find like a, a marine biologist, a zoologist, 
a geologist. Like there's things that I'm interested in. I don't know if anybody else would be interested in them, but you know, like like any regular, you know, sort of run of the mill type of scientist on is is very difficult. And I see them on social media all the time complaining that nobody's listening to them. They all want to listen to, you know, Graham Hancock or, you know, or people who believe in megalodons or whatever, and, and nobody wants to listen to them. Here I am. I, I just invited you on the show. I need, I need a social media boost, I think. <laughs> but as, as far as um, uh, the, you said the octopus, was that, is this like an offset of, of the lizard people? I've, I've heard that theory before about the lizard people controlling the, oh. the government. Oh, well, yeah, the lizard people goes back to the, you know, aliens or the demons who, you know, were Nephilim and, and some survived the flood and, you know, fled down to the earth. You know, some, at some point, the giants mutated into lizards, but also you can have the aliens, the lizards. No, the octopus, the thing about the octopus is that there's, there, listen, I, I don't know this exactly, so this may be wrong in very important ways, but to, to my memory, there's something in their DNA which is unique to species of octopuses, and it's not even in cuttlefish or other uh, cephalopods, not squid, not anything. It's it's just octopuses, and and it and so it's fed into, and they're also very smart. So it's fed into, you know, that 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 they're you know somewhere you know that they might be you know they might have been part of the primordial soup that they might have been introduced you know through panspermia they're not from this world and somewhere there might be very advanced cephalopods um but i've also also in my inaccurate memory is that in the ancestors in that, that there are other species with that same type of dna it's just they're extinct so that's what i wanted a marine biologist to come on and, and talk about and since but then you know still to date without any success what can i tell you but i'm still alive right i haven't heard the octopus theory before but yeah again i have heard the the, the reptile leaders yes and, and some of it's very lovecraftian you know cthulhu the the you know giant demon the, the messenger of the demons the foreboder of the the Titans coming back was, was basically a giant squid with, you know, reptilian wings that he can shrink and grow to the size of, you know, the horizon at, at will, you know, very, very godlike, but evil godlike. But the, as far as other theories that I found interesting, um, of course, there was the, um, well, this one, I'm, I'm, I'm not even sure if this is actually a conspiracy theory at this point, because I want to say that there was a court ruling um, that pretty much kind of sided with the people saying that this is what happened. But um, MLK was supposed to be killed by the government um, mm -hmm. as opposed to this random shooter. Um, and when I, I was looking at some videos about it some time ago, and all of the evidence just seems just to pile on to the fact that this could be something that the government did. And um, one of them was that the, the shooter, who they blamed, uh, yeah, who they said was the killer, um, he apparently was so bad at his aim that he, he got kicked out of the army or something like that. And, and the fact that he was able to make a shot from such a difficult angle, because the angle of where he would have been shooting would have been pretty much impossible not to mention that there was a tree according to all accounts that was there a couple days later tree was gone the tree 
right. taken up. Moving tree, right. Yeah, moving tree. And and it was other things like that. That was it makes you think like, Oh, is this is this really that I'm really get involved in this? Well not just MLK, but both of the Kennedys. Oh, there's there's a rich tapestry of conspiracy theories with uh you know, prominent leaders, especially in the sixties, being assassinated. And I think there was something to the uh, to the uh, uh, JFK ones too. And it's like something, some th- those were really interesting to me because it's like those seem like there could be a grain of truth there. Um, and it's just so much. I don't know. I feel like there's so much evidence to say that that's what happened. But you know, of course, because the government is involved, you can't really say. You can't really go against them. Um, so those are some that I, I think that are true, even as far as, um, with Marilyn Monroe, people are saying Marilyn Monroe didn't actually, you know, kill herself. Mm-hmm. Um, she was often, same thing with Jeff, Jeffrey Epstein, that one, it, I'm a firm believer that he didn't, you know, kill himself. And that's one that I believe, I was talking about what conspiracy theories that you all believe. That's one that I believe. I think that he was taken out. Um, <laughs> I'm not laughing that you believe it. I mean, first of all, a lot of people believe that it. it's very suspicious to, to believe that somebody that was in solitary in a federal prison holding cell, you know, where they usually take away your shoelaces and your, your belts and stuff, kill themselves and sort of both got like one fell asleep and one guard was getting a snack at the, at the time or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's, there's a lot of things that went wrong, at, you know, at sort of at the same time. Uh, and, you know, I guess he had a lot to say about a, a lot of people potentially, but, you know, they left, but Giselle is still alive. So it's sort of, uh, or whatever her name is, is it Giselle, Giselaine, yeah, yeah, like whatever, you know, yeah. And there's I'm still pl- waiting for that to come out. I'm, I'm, when, is, when, when is she dropping the tea? Because it's been some I, I don't know. I mean, as far as I know, she's alive. Maybe she's not alive. Maybe they just killed her better. I don't, I don't know. Maybe it's, it's what's going to happen in, in um, this other theory that I've you know, the AI yeah. is really big right now. And apparently people believe that there's either A, um, AI clones that already exist, um, that are living amongst us, mm-hmm. um, which could maybe be what Brazil is or whatever her name is. But um, there's also the, the um, theory that we're all in a simulation. Yes, that one I've heard a lot of. Yeah, that one is interesting to me because it's, it's now that we're getting further and further with what we can do with our technology, I think that's more likely that we are. Well, that ties into the flat earth thing that we're in, we're in some sort of simulation and someone's observing us. With that one, that one's like, what's the difference? I mean, if they are, they are. Well, yeah, what, yeah, what am I going to do about it? <laughs> so would you rather know or not know if you were, if you're like a, a, a simulation, if you're an AI? I mean, if I'm an AI, there's there's a flaw in the programming. That's that's for for damn sure. No, I, I think I, I don't think they're on simulation AI because AI is coming, and I think there's lots of things to really be afraid of with AI, and and some of it may already be employed, like things like false flags and and you know photoshopping and things like that. It's, it's going to be yeah, voicing imaging. It's going to be nothing to to what it will be very shortly. This is actually a show on HBO Max. It's a British show. So if you're overseas, the BBC probably produced it called The Capture. And it is brilliant. It's entertaining. Um, there's, it's, there's American, like Ron Perlman, who is in it. Um, but it's really quite good. And it's all about this. And, it, and it's uh, scared the crap out of me, as did my interview with uh, the uh, gentleman who was the author of the Chat GPT book. 
Um, and I've got someone else who's building robots now. And so we're going to keep exploring that. But the simulation thing is one of those things like, you know, I throw my hands in the air. If we are, we are. There's, there's nothing I can do about it. It's, uh, knowing, the, knowing that I'm in a simulation isn't going to make my life any better. If anything, it would drive you to anarchy. And, you know, if I'm wrong, I'm going to probably go down in a hell of bullets or get killed in some painful way for, for what? For nothing. So. And for me, if it is true, like if it's, if we are in a simulation and you know, we're just experimenting or, you know, a forgotten, you know, piece of technology, I don't know if I would want to know. I probably would rather remain ignorant to it. <laughs> and then, you know, you can live your life in peace as opposed to having literally no purpose, you know, there's that aspect to it. Um, but honestly, I feel like it's it's becoming more likely than not. That's another theory that I believe in. I think that um, there's no way we can do all of these things in the short amount of time that humans have been in existence. That there wasn't someone who can do something more than us. You know. So. Well, that, I mean, that goes back to some of the woo-woo stuff with just ayahuasca. That that. Uh, that people say that the exact formula to make ayahuasca is so complex that to think that they stumbled upon it by accident or that the, the you know, shamans or precursors, proto shamans experimented, did so much trial and error. It's something like, you know, one of those Dr. Strange, like, you know, for, it's 14,700,041 to one odds against this happening. You know, but wait, I'm Ayahuasca is like a, a very strong hallucinogen used by uh, indigenous peoples, mostly mostly in South America. But you know, it's peyote is similar, um, magic mushrooms, LSD is similar, but ayahuasca is stronger and uh, and it's all natural. I mean, all these things are natural. It's just how you how you mix them together. And apparently, the the, the proper combination to get the desired effects without either driving you mad or killing you or poisoning you or having no effect at all is so complex that, you know, that it, you know, it can only be now reproduced with modern technology or maybe still can. Anyway, what they're saying is that there's no way ancient peoples, given that they had to spend so much of their time eating, living, foraging, staying warm and dry, and just, you know, just to do so much, you know, things were seasonal and I, I, there's just like, millions of reasons why they couldn't have made it as potent as they did, but they did. And so somebody had to help them with that, or it was somehow engineered for them. I mean, which is similar to how did all the ancient people move these multi-ton bricks and make these giant megaliths, uh, you know, with basically stone tools, or in some cases, wooden tools, that it's impossible. Someone else had to do it. And, you know, uh, you know, uh, but then when you talk to archaeologists and anthropologists, like, no, no, they, they, they could do it. It would have sucked, but yeah, they had twenty thousand slaves, and you know, and you know, somebody said something about about something in China. I, I can't remember what it was, uh, and, and the response was, "Well, it only took six hundred years to build." <laughs> you know, so yeah, so, yeah. You know, so. Yeah, I don't know if there was any involvement there, like alien wise, because yeah, they they did have to survive and, and things like that. But I think there's a lot more time in the day than we think think it is, especially when you know back in the day when you don't have a job really like you know, a job where you have to be you do have to survive and you have to create your shelter and all of that um but yeah there the when it comes to the pyramids you know there was slave labor there weren't any labor laws today you can, you've got to stop after a certain amount of hours and it took so long to, to build 
And and I'm sure with the ayahuasca, if I'm saying that correctly, I'm sure that took them a lot of trial and error too. So I don't know. Those I, I can see where people think that okay, it could be, it has to be some kind of outside entity that that offered some guidance or just gave it to them. But I'm like, there was a lot of time in the day back in the day. I feel yeah. like, and I, and I'm not even sure if they're right about how complicated. I mean, for all I know, in 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 5,000 years, people will look back at Jiffy peanut butter and go, the combination to make peanut butter was so complex that nobody could have possibly made it in the 20th century. I, I don't know if it's the same thing that they're just talking out of their behinds and have, have no basis for it. Uh, well, I'll say out of their asses. I mean, we already have to put the explicit tag on it. Thanks, Brian. That's all right. It doesn't affect anything. Um, I mean, this show probably shouldn't be listened to by kids anyway, <laughs> generally speaking. Anyway, um, we are closing on the hour and a half mark. I think that's probably a really good time to wrap it up, but it's always a pleasure having you on. We'll have to figure out what we can have you on. You know, I'm always trying to trick you and, and sidearm you into being the co-host and maybe one day taking this over for me occasionally. And you always say no smartly, probably, but uh, we'll try to have you as well. I love being here. Thanks for, thanks for having me. I love talking about all of the strangeness of the world with you and, and your guests. So, yeah. Well, when B Show comes back, I'll have I'll see if you can come back too, and then we'll make another thing. But you know, in, until then, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm always thinking about what I can do. But luckily for you, I'm booked through like August, so I, I can't I, I can't be bother, bothering you anytime too. So, so all right, so folks, I want to thank B Show Brian for coming on. Remember, break the apocalypse and everything else he told you about. Um, and uh, and I thank see the spirits. So tell the folks again where they can find you and all the fine things that you do. You can find me on the spying app of choice, <laughs> TikTok and See the Superior, um, or Instagram See the Superior. Or if you are into YouTube, you can find me there as well at See the Superior. So very easy to find. And if you are interested in virtual assistant services or digital marketing services or social media services, you can reach me at uh, Superior Assistant. Shoot me an email. I'm, I'm very friendly and I'm happy to help. Um, so thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. And I'll I'll say to the folks out there that See the Superior is helping, at least to the extent that they will let her, the Space Corps Foundation, which I'm also a part of as well, which is a not-for-profit. So if you're interested, check that stuff out too. They have a fun fun show called Starry Decisis and some other interesting stuff where they're trying to help influence the laws of space uh, through, through the law school community to raise the next generation of space lawyers. So everyone... Thanks again to the guests. Thanks for listening in. Please rate and review us and tell your friends about the show. We really benefit from referrals and I enjoy hearing from you. So I'd never say this, but you, or I don't say it enough, but you can follow me at MD. Just know that I'm going to be talking a lot about professional wrestling and you're going to be wondering, why is this bright, intelligent guy who's an excellent dancer and lover talking about wrestling all the time? Um, just know we're, none of us are all just one thing. Anyway, thanks again for joining us and you'll, you'll hear from us again next week. In the Garden you of Doom. Can't beat the system. You can't beat the system. You can't beat the system. You can't beat the system. They chain ya, detain ya, restrict ya and restrain ya. They rented special shackles from the state of Pennsylvania. Don't bother with the facts because they're always gonna twist them. No matter what you do, you know you can't beat the system.
charge. Imagine being free again. You're free again. A songbird in a crystal sky. A dolphin in the Caribbean. A puppy exploring a big backyard. You escaped the handcuffs of the junk that held you captive. You escaped because you called 1-800-GOT-JUNK. We make junk disappear. All you have to do is point. Just aim your finger and we do the rest. It's like watching a magic show. Grab a lawn chair and watch it happen. 1-800-GOT-JUNK is a wonder to behold. Call your friends. They'll want to see it, too. You point at junk, and it disappears. Put on your wings and fly. Invite us to your house. We'll only be there a few minutes. You're going to be so happy you did this. Any home or apartment, workplace, or job site. We're industrial strength magicians. All you have to do is point. Call 1-800-GOD-JUNK. Or visit 1-800-GOD-JUNK.com. Can you imagine being free again? You're free again. A songbird in a crystal sky. A dolphin in the Caribbean. A puppy exploring a big backyard. You escaped the handcuffs of the junk that held you captive. You escaped because you called 1-800-GOT-JUNK. We make junk disappear. All you have to do is point. Just aim your finger and we do the rest. It's like watching a magic show. Grab a lawn chair and watch it happen. 1-800-GOT-JUNK is a wonder to behold. Call your friends. They'll want to see it, too. You point at junk, and it disappears. Put on your wings and fly. Invite us to your house. We'll only be there a few minutes. You're going to be so happy you did this. Any home or apartment, workplace, or job site. We're industrial strength magicians. All you have to do is point. Call 1-800-GOT-JUNK. 
or visit 1-800-GOT-JUNK.COM.